Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com. Welcome to the Journey Now Podcast. This is Kevin. So glad you've joined us this week. We are about to have some interesting banter around well, all, we'll see if it's all kinds of things. You can't promise that. Revelation. Yeah. Uh, now, the revelation from last week was <laughs> Susie Lind. Oh, boy. And so the That's adrenal Mike, the cortex. <laughs> yeah. We right? got a lot, of, a lot of texts about that. Yes. So, People so, want on the adrenal cortex bandwagon. Mm, well, that's great. You know, one of the things that we want to introduce today mm. is the Journey Supplement Company. Yeah. <laughs> and we're looking for <laughs> ambassadors yeah. uh, to represent the supplements there we're now selling. There is no supplement company. <laughs> no, that's right. We are not selling anything. Ain't nobody got time Really, for we're that. not selling anything. Yeah. Some yes. churches would say they're selling Jesus. Whoa. We're not even doing that. <laughs> yeah, not He's well. He's not for not. sale. We <laughs> <laughs> need to talk to the marketing program. Anyway, mm-hmm. this last Sunday, we start, talked a little bit about the Church of Laodicea on Sunday. And, and we had a glorious time of trying to get our, um, our live stream up and running. Sorry about that out there. Yeah, uh, if you didn't, didn't hear work. it, sorry. Yeah, and, and there were some technical dif- difficulties around some buzzes in the... And uh, oh, it was. I want to make sure. I want to make thing. it clear that the was buzzing a, yes. was not involving the people. No, it was involving t- sound because yes. there have yeah. been accusations. Yeah. Yes. at nine in the morning of being drunk, oh, like just like the right. apostles. Different, right, it's and so we different. just have to say, no, no, it's nine in the morning, uh-huh. guys. Thank you for clarifying. So the yes. buzzing <laughs> yes. had, had to, to do with, with the sound. Yeah, there was some. There was a gremlin somewhere. Speaking of in the buzzing, system, you were yes. in, you were in Kansas, buddy. Well, I was on an airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you give background to the, the church, Laodicea Church? Oh, nice. Well, aren't we going to banter a little bit? Well, Speaking of banter, <laughs> can you talk about Laodicea? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just I want can. a little context because I was on an airplane. Yeah. Uh, why yeah. Why were you on an airplane? Because I got stuck in Kansas. <laughs> You guys. And Mike was speaking at another church. Yeah. yeah it was Which perfect. I would like to know, were you wearing shorts or pants? <laughs> um, they asked for pants. Oh. Oh. But we can ask, ask for, pants for pants and we don't get pants? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, Correct. But just to clarify. We're, the regular, shorts, gig. <laughs> we're yeah. the regular gig and we yeah. ask for pants, no pants. Well, no, I mean, if it's, mother, it's listen, degrees, if it's Mother's Day. And we're going to stop saying no pants. If we're going to... <laughs> If we're gonna like, if it's Mother's Day, maybe, maybe there'll be pants. Yeah. yeah. But but that's but, May. Exactly. Okay. But I've been I've been. This is now my second round through like the the year calendar. And, and why would you wear anything else? You summer, dress, Susie. You dress for the room. Uh, first of all, <laughs> you don't dress for the so outside. I, and then secondly, the source is, is coming. One so of these good. days, yeah. I'm going to show up and preach in shorts and flip flops. That'd be amazing. See how that goes? That would be amazing. <laughs> no, that's funny. Just black, black shirt. Black so shirt. what happens then when you give the best sermon of your life dressed that way? Yeah. Then you're locked in. Yeah. You know, because you know that's how Jesus preached. Jesus yeah. didn't preach confined yeah. no by way. social norms. No way, no way dude. Mm. Sandals yeah. all the okay. way, flowing robes, uh-huh. dude. If I could oh, get away with a kilt, I would wear a kilt up there because I have great oh. calf muscles. Oof. I have great calf muscles. I do not muscles. want to see that. Oof. Yep. <laughs> Oof. Why? I would, look, I would look really good with black boots. Mm. Oh, so good. Anyway. <laughs> you would. I feel like you've thought this through. You yeah. would. Look, I do. I, you I would look, look love. Yes. I would love to preach the in a kilt. The black boot thing. No. Yeah, black yep. boots. 
white. I mean, this was grunge, right? Yeah, I mean, this was like this was the the epicenter of Mike Erie's picture of fashion was grunge. So you're gonna show up in a kilt and well, I'm just Martins? saying if you want me to dress up, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that's an option. That just throws okay. me to brave heart. I probably well. won't. I probably won't sit during that one. I'll probably stand just to be overly cautious. Yes, <laughs> but for but, sure, for sure. Yeah, but I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> there are really great calf muscles. Yeah, in Laodicea. In Laodicea. <laughs> Where everyone's lukewarm. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, the water's lukewarm. Right. I see. Well, sorry, my, that just yeah. took me back to my trauma. I'm traumatized right now. Well, right. So lukewarm. This very famous. I'm going to spit you out because your lukewarm passage yeah. is yep. tied to this church. Spew. So speaking Spew. of spewing, mm. Kevin, go ahead and reframe what it I'm, was that you said a little bit. Give us some I'm background. Sitting over, I'm sitting over here trying to picture you in a kilt. Yeah. Now my brain needs. Just go to watch be, Braveheart. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And that, or like a Monty Python version of Braveheart. That's hurtful. Whoops. That's very hurtful. <laughs> that is very hurtful. Has yeah. it come to that? Yeah. I mean, I kind of see that. Wait, there were some large men in Braveheart wearing kilts, and yeah. I and I personally think that For was sure. the reason it won an Oscar. Yeah. For so, sure. Anyway, go ahead. I Laodicea. didn't even know it won an Oscar. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. A little bit about Laodicea. Yeah, just give yeah. it a little, yeah. a quick yes. little. The seven churches. Every the man dies. Right? Okay. But not every man um, really lives. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Anyway, three things. There were three things about it. Yeah. Um, Mention textiles. Textiles. Yes. First is textiles. <laughs> yeah. And I tried to explain to what textiles was. Is they yeah. didn't close there. Fabric. Yeah. Fabric. Which I thought was purple. You said it was black. I learned something it's new. It's black. Yeah, they were known for making black. Black. And which also is, shows some of the contradiction or the contrast mm-hmm. between what Jesus was saying and what... White, right, white robes. Their experience. Right robes. White, white, mm. white robes. Right robes. And robes. then uh, it was it was situated in a place. It was built in a place on on the road system, which is different than most cities were built mostly around water systems, and so it had to have its water piped in from about six miles away from hot springs. Which, yeah, when it arrived there, yeah, oddly enough, it was lukewarm, um, and then um, they were. They were a place that made salve, 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 salve yeah. for eyes. You pronounced that eight different ways. I did. Yeah. I don't know how <laughs> well, to say it. I mean, it's just, trying, he's just translating. Yeah. To everybody. Yeah. In, it's an inclusive. It depends everybody. on where, you, where you're from. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It does. We call uh, it solve. Solve. <laughs> but that's, that's, you just missed that one from yeah. California. <laughs> Medicine for the eyes. Yeah. Solve. Can I get some solve? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you go to Crozier yeah. to uh, buy it. Uh, Come on. Oh, yes. And then and then if they don't have it, you go to Target. So it's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Get it online. Hi, Grant. Get it online. I know you love this. <laughs> so back to Salve. Yes, and and they were uh, very wealthy. It was a place of of great wealth. Yeah. So, um, they found themselves not in need. They were a place of 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 great wealth. They they were comfortable. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's the really interesting thing as you look at the seven churches. Yeah. Often revelate. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you, you know where I'm going? Church? No. Oh. Uh, then I'll stop. Go. Yeah. Was, well, what was the yeah there? Was the yeah like, I'm still going? Because if it was, I'll be quiet. No, I'm not. Okay. Was the yeah like, I know where you're going and no. I agree. My yeah was is that seven churches. Thing. Yeah, look yeah. at the seven yeah. churches. Well, look, look at the seven, the seven churches. churches. Mm-hmm. All seven. And and what's fascinating to me is there were only a couple that were experiencing pretty heavy persecution. 
the, I always thought that Revelation was written to a church absolutely and utterly in crisis. Like, we are in dire straits. There is mass persecution. That's not what was happening. There were some churches. One of the, one of the churches mentions, like, one of the first martyrs that we know of um, who was killed for his faith um, in Pergamum, I think. But, but the, the, the crisis for Laodicea and a couple of others was the fact that they were so complacent in the mm-hmm. Roman system of idolatry. Yeah. And that was the issue. Um, it wasn't that they were being persecuted. It was that, no, they, they were just fine. There was, in fact, that there wasn't any, not only there wasn't any persecution, but they were, they were doing great. Yeah. They were doing great. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that was such an interesting um, counterpoint to the way I'd often heard right. the, the, the urgency of revelation is, man, the, we are dying for our faith. No, these were the this and uh, one other uh, church was was almost at home in the empire for sure, and that that was the problem. They were at home in the empire because they were of great wealth. They had no need. Mm. So. Well, I'm, I'm glad we're like the other churches. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> totally can't relate to a church well, that has. Comfort, great I mean, wealth. I, I sure don't struggle with comfort, but I feel like yeah. everybody else in other countries really do. Yeah, so yeah. that's good. After after Sunday, I had received several texts about people saying that they wanted explanation about the lukewarm thing and and that somehow lukewarm was yeah, this, dude. this word mm-hmm. that has been thrown around in Christian not in my experience. I remember I totally remember being in in youth group and mm-hmm. like learning about that. That's mm-hmm. right. And you know, and this is not I had a great youth group. I loved my youth group. But like just this feeling, I don't know if it was told to me or this is how I received it, but mm-hmm. it was like you don't want to be lukewarm as oh, a yeah. person. Like it was a personhood issue for me. Oh yeah. wow! Like a okay. like yeah, well, sure. and like a yeah. like you know that this was back in the how are your quiet times days yeah. and like Backslidden. how's your walk with the Lord going? Right. And like, so that's how you knew whether you were lukewarm. Yeah. Or so not. if you were not on fire for that the, the Lord, that was the, yeah. you were lukewarm, and you did not want to be lukewarm because Jesus would spit you out of His mouth. Yeah. Ah. And you don't want that. Yep. So you, I want to stay in Jesus's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Well, that. <laughs> imagine, know, imagine someone wearing a kilt these, saying that. But these pictures that we get and know, are given, like that's where it goes. Like yeah, what's the alternative, right? You got to well, take it all the way to its. So if you're not, so, okay. then, so then the next question would be, if you're not hot or on fire for the Lord, then what's cold then? Right. Because right. he said, I, well, cold I'd is rather like have you on or cold. completely backslidden. Yeah, that was, that was the... Like, that so would be awful. So Jesus right. said, though, so, so if you're cold, what are you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, you're that was bad. You don't want to be... But, <laughs> yeah. but we did. We got a couple of text messages from people who said that they were working out their trauma from that yeah, phrase. Yeah. Like, that that was right. something that they thought That's was terrible. You don't yeah. want that. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so what, did it, what was the real context? The content, it's a, um, we ended up talking about this at 11 because the idea is the water, it was a reference to how their water came. It wasn't refreshing. It wasn't, it was just. It was benign. It was good for nothing. It was in, yeah. It wasn't relaxing or soothing and it didn't quench your thirst. It didn't do anything. So the the extremes somehow are the appealing part. Right. Because he said, I'd rather have you be hot 
or cold, but right. not lukewarm. And they all understood what that meant because of the temperature of their water. That's the context. So right? what it evokes in people who have the baggage is I have to do more. Like I'm not enough right. or I'm not doing enough. I have to do yeah. more. Yeah. I have, well, it's, it's written to it's a church. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. Not, but this not, is, I'm just explaining the baggage that right. people and have. Right. That, that's, that's helpful. Because I can relate. I, no. So the fear of being lukewarm is that you would be rejected by God. And not be useful. Right. Useless. Right. Because why else would he spit you out of his mouth? Because you're right. useless. That's what we do. Right. Wow. They were just indifferent. Right? The lukewarm speaks to their indifference towards, actually towards Jesus and towards their faith. Their yeah. complacency, their lack of reliance, their lack of... Um, Another word. Faith. Yeah. So then let's reframe it. Yeah. Let's reframe it then. Okay. Hold on. Stop. Sorry. No, we won't. Collaborate and listen. Exactly where I was going. Okay, now reframe. Ice. Cold. I mean, I'm just saying. Woo. Go ahead. Um, Okay, so if we shelve that baggage, we take our bags, we leave it at the door. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Or in Kansas. Or we spit it out of our mouth. Okay, so this has nothing to do with me as a person. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with me as my inherent value to Jesus. Right. Or how God loves me. Right. So what do I do? How do I embody this passage? Sure. So the water, if the water was cool, it would be refreshing. So the engagement of the church... If you engage the church as being cool or cold, the water would be cold. If you take this analogy to its logical place, is somehow the your exposure to that church would give you spiritual refreshment. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Thus, cold stays into the equation, right? Hot would be therapeutic. Mm-hmm. So you've got you've got these two extremes. I probably should have talked about this on Sunday. Now that I'm seeing your faces, but there's this degree of opportunity whereas lukewarm is like i so it has less to do with me and my quote unquote walk with the lord mm-hmm. and even my it has to do disposition. With that it has to do with what what we're a part of what we are a part of right and how the world experiences us yes and the luke- gift or not that yeah. and the lukewarm has nothing to do with my affinity for jesus right. what kevin was saying was Trying. this was a blind this there was a massive blind spot they yeah. they sat in so much affluence they didn't need anything right and so the effect on the surrounding culture was nothing nothing and so so i immediately i don't have to look hard i mean back to tim's sort of sarcastic <laughs> joke i don't have to Never. look hard for application Never. right because you're like oh that's us that's me mm-hmm. right at home in empire now again no one is accusing america of you know being like the roman empire or whatever but there are dynamics at yeah. play when we are a military superpower <laughs> right and the economic engine almost of the world yeah. that 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 christians have to be attentive to mm-hmm. that can lure us or tempt us into the same complacency right. they felt because of our affluence yeah and so for me that's the lukewarm bit has to do with a lulling into complacency mm-hmm. that um, that the American church can find itself in the midst of because we're doing pretty well, guys. You know, yeah. we're not we're, we're not, not desperate. We're not suffering. Nope. We're not waiting for a miracle. We're not waiting for a deliverance. Totally. Why we're do I need waiting. to pray for daily bread when yeah. I go out and buy some? Right. Yeah. And, and that's and, so interesting. And that's where the extremes help. Is that 
if you enter into that environment and it's lukewarm, you're you're stepping from one culture in, supposedly into the church culture, but you're experiencing the exact same thing. So there's no difference. That's what that's what Mike's saying. Mike is saying there's no difference between living in the empire and being a part of this church where Jesus is saying, be hot or cold, be one of those things. Contrast. Yes. Right. Not, not one is good. One's bad. No, it's just, no, these, both, both of these are useful. Right. They're helpful. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where hot soup is the worst. Hot tea versus a cold, refreshing drink of water. The cold, refreshing drink of water is a splash in the face that it's like, Oh, this is, this is awesome. Or even a cup of hot tea is contrast to, oh, this tastes like lukewarm. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. So can I bring my um, current learnings from seminary? Yes. Okay, hold on. We need <laughs> to introduce a new segment <laughs> every week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What is Susie's Susie learning? Smart Susie. <laughs> All right. yeah. Smart Susie's <laughs> seminary. <laughs> nope. Seminary significances, um, signposts, um, yeah. scones. Like what's up? Uh, I what? mean, it's just cool that like I'm learning some things and then like it all kind of makes sense based on the things that we're talking about and learning here, you know? Perfect. Yeah. So, on okay, so the class I'm taking, it focuses a lot on church history. Mm. And um, what the professor was saying is currently in the world, like here in the West and in, in America in particular, like you hear lots of conversation about like, oh, the church is dying and kids are not coming to church anymore. Like it's it's not going to be, the Christian church is going to be no longer. We're right? in There's a post-Christian like all era. that fear, right? Yeah, yeah. post-Christian era. <clears throat> but yep. actually what's happening, according to missiologists, yep. is that the church is actually growing very quickly, but it's growing in the Southern Hemisphere. So it's growing in countries like Iran, so to speak, yeah. and and oh. Brazil and Africa. Like mm-hmm. Africa has like oh. it's growing like leaps and bounds in Africa. Do you know why? Because God Be- blesses the rain down <clears throat> in Africa. Mm. <laughs> I didn't yeah, know that. Me a lot. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, total total reference. Yep. Go ahead. I'm yes. sorry to interrupt. Yeah. yeah, I would just. I mean, side note, like the jukebox in your head. Yeah, it's on. It's really interesting. Okay, so so I just think that's interesting because in light of this conversation, those are the countries where, you know, they don't actually have clean water yeah. to, you know, yeah. decide they upon need the temperature. Need right. And they don't, yeah. they, they're, right. they are desperate for sustenance and yeah. they, they are, there's so much poverty in those countries mm-hmm. and and there's war in those countries. I mean, people are like, they're not comfortable because in many of those countries, they're literally concerned about their safety. And so... Their survival. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's interesting. It's just really interesting. And Jesus plays off of this with another community, I think it's Smyrna, <clears throat> yeah. who is dirt poor, right? but he calls them rich. Yep. And he looks at the rich community and calls them poor. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly... So when we, when the arrogance, so I love the arrogance of the American church to say Christianity's dying because the American church well, is dying. It's not just the American church, it's the Western church. It's like, it's... it's True. Okay, True. so... I mean, it's 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 the white church, right? Oh, so snap. Christianity is is actually not dying. It's just looking less white. What is what's happening? But so, what I think is also fascinating. How can that be with the white baby Jesus? Well, stay with me. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> you know how like when people go to Haiti or they go on missions trips to these countries, right? Yeah, and preaching. they always come back and they're like, "What do you hear from them?" What do you hear from them? 
Uh, they're so joyful. Yeah. And like why are the, they, oh, the, the people, people in Haiti from are our affluent, comfortable culture right. go into these cultures. They step into these cultures to be with the people and they come back. And the thing that in, that has impacted them most is how much genuine joy mm-hmm. they experience in a place where in their minds there should not be joy. I mean, Jen yeah. Radler, who's our our yeah. friend from from Africa, who yeah. from Kenya, that's how she actually be- became a believer is right. is by going into Africa and seeing all of mm-hmm. all of the what you, you see in Africa, all, all the in trouble their, in their poverty, in their poverty, in mm-hmm. their desperation, and that's how Jesus became real to her because mm-hmm. she had to reconcile the joy with what she saw, mm-hmm. and in her. Mm-hmm. American mind couldn't believe could be good yeah. or hopeful. Yeah. So that's what I think is super interesting in light of this conversation and what I'm learning. Right. It, it, it so, jives. It so all jives. Does the does the <laughs> developing world need the American church or does the American church need the developing well, world? Well, the other thing that's interesting is that the developing world is actually beginning to send missionaries here. Here. I oh, love yeah. it. Yeah. Because we need Jesus, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, say it. so, so what, what is, what is the American church to the Western church to learn from this? Well, so if we're just I taking it, it's not to us, but we're just learning from it. Mm-hmm. So, mm. so we have like, we all have people in our lives who fret over the condition of the church and our religious freedoms mm-hmm. yeah. here in this yeah. country and what that's all looking like and stuff, right? Right. For me, it makes me kind of pause and and wonder, like, do I really need to be afraid? Like, maybe this is going to actually be the gift, you know? Yeah. However, however, I mean, I, I personally don't think that church in in this iteration that we're stepping into in this era that we're stepping into um is going to look the same as anything any of us grew up with i don't i don't think the old model of church works anymore yeah whatever that is and so you know i think there's some fear in that for a lot of people Mm -hmm. i mean you know our jobs are in the church what (laughs) right so like for lots of reasons, there's fear in it for, for people. But maybe instead of the fear, like there's actually a gift in becoming yeah. becoming a a people who are more desperate for so what worship is, ha- and So all, all we are all we are part of this community, this journey yeah. piece of the church. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like for this piece of the church to heed the words of the Laodicea mm, yeah, I, call? I think, I think the question is... Or has, is that even the wrong question? No, no I, think, I think it's the application question where I was... Where my hope is, as we would go, is to ask the question, where are our blind spots? Where do we not mm-hmm. see where we are... Uh, b- blind and naked and in need of Jesus and and 
Because um, I can see it in so many other places, and we all can, and we, we're always trying to figure out how we not. It's hard to see it in us. Well, it, and you can see it in the big picture even, yes, but not big, even I mean, like today. Like, yes. what does this mean today? Because today is all we have. Yeah. Well, I travel the country, and I'm, I'm with the church all the time. Apparently, the, you were the American in Kansas. Guy. Yeah. yeah. But you, you definitely see pockets, and you're like, oh my gosh. You can see the patterns that we as a whole culture mm-hmm. have just bought into. Yeah. But it's harder for me to then go, okay, Timmons, we're part of this thing. What part do we have to play and learn from right. in this? So that's, I'm curious about that for us. Again, I could dog all the other things all day long sure. that need to be, need to have a prophet speaking into it. Yeah. But if there was a prophet that was speaking into us, what yeah. would they say? That's a great question. Like, what are our blind spots? I mean, yeah. Um, for me, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, <clears throat> um, consumerism is, and, and I, I don't mean by consumerism like buying things. I mean an entire approach of life that's based around my comfort, comfort security, yeah. and convenience, from which then I engage in the commodification of everything according to my preferences. Yeah. Right? So that whole package is totally. what I mean by consumerism yep and uh, with me at the center yeah so I have to forcibly engage in decentering processes or you know kind of liturgical resistance to the liturgy of consumerism that ta- that's having things immediately what I want when I want how I want always okay so how how do you put that in the practice well that could well that could be that could be as big and as little as you know selling everything and moving or it could be how it is that you treat people um, who are serving you um, and how generous you are in, in moments where no one has no one can repay you, but you're you know you you posture yourself as somebody who's not only like a sibling or we're sharing status, but you're like you're generous in ways that go far above what a social mm-hmm. obligation or reciprocity would demand. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the old adage, um, you can tell someone's heart by how they treat people who can do nothing for them. Yeah. Yeah. So consumerism says everything's in exchange, right? And so I'm only, only helping people who can help me. I'm only investing in people who can help advance me. And gospel says, no, no, I, everyone's invited to the table. Whoever shows up is, is whoever gets served, right? So those social practices decenter me as the consumeristic king. Um, it can be spending money and how to invest um, and what the trust is, like how often I'm looking at my portfolio, not that I have a portfolio, but like seeing how it's doing in the market and measuring anxiety about how to do that. It can be um, how it is that I engage in uh, buying um, and selling. Am I aware of corporate entities and how they function in the world and where the where these products are coming from and how mm-hmm. they're sourced? I mean, for me, there's just a, a number of ways, and I'm I'm so growing into that. I don't even know. I mean, I, I right. never growing up, I never thought to ask about well, who makes my shirts, or where do these iPhones get produced, or whatever, right? Right. And and so all of these issues are now kind of on the radar, like issues around justice and so on. Um, so for me, it's it's their economics that's a part of it, but it's a way of seeing the world yeah. that has to be so radically dethroned, and so. Prayer's a part of that, the community's a part of that, scripture's a part of that. 
But but for me, it's the act of resistance of of placing myself at the center of my life. And I know that's so cliche. That's not cliche. I mean, because none of us do it. Right. Well, so, yeah. The, the the words may be, but the actual practice right. of it but is that, right. And that what you just said, the active resistance of placing yourself in the center of your life. Right. Oof. So mm-hmm. so like going on. I, I flew home yesterday, and I think I, we're done on this podcast. This has been so great. Because no, I have I have something. Oh, to, my, to, oh to, good. Like, go my thing too. No, no, no. no, no finish you're your like, thought. I'm you just saying this thought. is a little too convicting. Continue. <laughs> well, no, I I hate I I hate with a magnificent and pure hatred. Yeah, flying. Yeah. I hate it. I'm too big. I don't fit. I just, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I just, I, I do like not like it. either. So I, yesterday I'm sitting in the airport and I'm actively saying to the Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm here. You're here. And if there's anything you'd like me to do, I'm, I'm paying attention. And, um, and then I try to, to posture myself as someone who smiles a lot and is joyful and is helping people with their bags and is, is purposefully looking to be an agent of encouragement and blessing. And sometimes I'm successful at that. I think so, you're really good at that. So, well, thank you. <laughs> sometimes I'm not successful at that. Especially in that kind of place where yeah. it's like. Where I, it, and well, that's why I've got to do it then. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. It's a good word. And so the, re- the dark so side is overpowering. The dark side is overpowering. I just want to, I literally, <laughs> I, I just get, I'm so grumpy because yeah. I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. And, um, and no one wants, I, you know, and I'm the guy, no one wants to sit in the middle seat next to me. I just know all of these social realities are true. And so instead... You sit in the middle seat. I absolutely. It, so I make two people. So, yeah, it makes, yeah. it makes it that much better. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a sense in which even asking the question is dethroning mm-hmm. my, in, in a moment when I'm upset, what I want to do is seek comfort, yeah. convenience, yep. security, you know, whatever. To, to then sort of dethrone how I'm feeling and make it about how other people are yeah. feeling. And so that can be... Which is really vulnerable for you because you could actually reframe that in your head and say, you don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. So you're going to try to, you know, get the end seat or whatever. Like, I mean, right. that's that's very vulnerable of you to... I, to I don't know. It just, it feels, it feels like active resistance. Yeah. yeah. Because... You know, and the one of the things I hate about flying is that we're just commodities. We're literally just bodies and seats. There's no honor. There's no value. There's nothing. It's a flying bus. Yeah, I mean, there's no imago day. Everyone's unfriendly. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, and so to try to be a source of you mm-hmm. know encouragement or compliment or yeah. whatever, like that is that's work for me. Yeah. And um, but for some reason, like or in a hotel or for I just don't like you know generally yeah. traveling. Um, but for me, that is trying to be an anti-consumer in a really tiny way mm-hmm. because my consumeristic self says everything exists for me. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. the, I'm the black hole that's yeah. sucking in experiences yeah. and feelings and preferences and demanding people honor and respect my rights and my this and my that. And instead of posturing myself that way, coming alongside as brothers and sisters or even under, mm-hmm. like Paul would do mm-hmm. all the time when he names himself a bondservant. Um, I mean that, that, and it's gotta be constant because I'm continually the normal is just the prop up of the self as the center of, of, as we know, as of all things. So to dethrone consumerism for me is a full-time kind of occupation and, but it looks, it looks huge and it looks tiny, you know, at the same time. So 
Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know that I could be that eloquent with it because it's all kind of coming to me right now. Okay. But so if consumerism is the thing that you have to dethrone for me, it's information. Hmm. So I'm like an information hoarder. Like my, you know, top five strengths is information gathering, whatever that one is, you know? So mm-hmm. I love to read. I love to read the news. I, 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 it's why I have a hard time quitting social media because I like to be in the know of mm. what's going on. And the root of a lot of that is security for me. Mm. Like if yeah. I know, then I, I know what, what's around me. I know what's happening out there. Then it makes me feel some, somehow falsely secure that I have that information. But if I'm not careful, what that information can do to me is quickly take me off of my cross mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. I come away from being a Christian in the yeah. world and with people around me because I'm reacting to the news and the information right. that I, and what I know about people and society and culture and what's happening rather than being firstly informed by Jesus and his spirit and what mm. he's what he is showing me in that day and in that moment. So. Um, my friend, my friend Christy, I remember during the pandemic, she would always say she would never go on the news or social media or anything until she spent significant time with the Lord in the morning. And like, she didn't want her time in media to be outweighed with her time in the word and in prayer and stuff like that. And that helped her kind of keep a healthy balance during the pandemic. Hmm. And I mean, I tried to practice that too, but quite unsuccessfully. (laughs) But it's, I can feel that. Like Mm -hmm. I can feel it when I'm being more um, shaped and formed by information rather than the formation that the spirit wants to have with me. And, um, And that the information makes me in some ways complacent. And then in, 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 you know, the worst ways, you know, completely not useful or helpful (laughs) indifferent does it make you indifferent or or does it i don't think indifference is ever anything i (laughs) Okay. i mean i don't i don't i'm usually like yeah Yeah. one extreme or another (laughs) but i think an interesting just as i'm observing both Mm -hmm. your things that you're talking Mm -hmm. about which i don't have any but you guys really have these cool ones um but there there's like this there's a piece of it that we can always say Oh, this is this is what I'm doing with this. This yeah. is the beautiful part of this. Or mm-hmm. yeah, but sure. it's for others. It's for you know, just right. so I can know more. And there's mm-hmm. there's a beauty to that. But it's sure. just how quick that turns yeah. can turn. Oh yeah, yeah. But I still quickly. we still mm-hmm. use those things as like our justification. Absolutely for the meanness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it can make me super judgmental and hateful towards yeah people and groups. It can. But I'm I saying mean, your justification for doing it. You it's know, a good thing. It, it can yeah, be my like, justification is protection. It's security. It's and you're it's, smart and it's you're learning. Being strategic. Yeah, it's all those things. Yeah, seeing you know? what's happening in the world. Yeah. and there's there's good in it, but there's just always some kind of danger always. lurking right under it. Yeah, yeah and is, I'm an Enneagram three, so I can spin just about anything into making it a good thing. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and that's good to know. That's yeah. not that's not good. Yeah, and always. That's why Sometimes. Susie's Sometimes, the only one that gets but, a critique by preaching. <laughs> she can make it better she could yeah she yeah, could yeah. spin it into something yeah. good yeah I, I think this the, the hard part for me around this conversation is as he was talking uh we're rightfully so we're applying it to us as individuals but how do we apply it as a community 
and how does the community then respond to this idea of could we could we have a could we be a community with blind spots? Well, could, I don't know, preacher. Could we? What be, do you think? I, I, you were preaching on it. I obviously yes, but I think the the struggle for me is to see things communally. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want to apply my blind spot to everybody. So, but yet at the same time, there's this communal, we, we miss things collectively because we share a blind spot. That's what, that's what the essence of this mm-hmm. um, struggle was for the church in Laodicea. They were so immersed in their culture, they couldn't differentiate between being a community gathered around the table of Jesus and the community gathered around their affluence. And, and I think that that's what I'm trying to decipher, trying to figure out is how does, how do we collectively answer the question around our affluence? Cause it, it, every church in this country, pretty much not every, but, um, compared to the rest of the world, there's, there's affluence in the United States. It's, it's here. Money is here. And, and with that comes a just a less a less um, urgent need for Jesus or less perceived or, uh, well okay, yes that's that that's the right way of saying that less perceived as if you understand what I'm saying yeah and so and then the community um, great um, yes and uh, we will but <laughs> so <laughs> that just threw me Tim do you does that make no, I none of this makes sense, and I, okay. think, I think it's all stupid. Yeah, so okay. it's, it's but I, I it's great. I don't know. I don't know how to, how how to move into that arena of how do we wrestle with it as a community, as opposed to as individuals, because we want to so desperately wrestle with it as individuals. Yeah, and but if if the individuals that make up the community, and yeah. I know I know it's, and yeah, I, I, I feel know. like we get to this every time. I know. But if, if, if Mike is doing that, if, and Mike is part of the bigger community, if yeah. you're doing yeah. what you're doing, we're part of the bigger community. And right. if we're seeing ourselves as that, yeah, then I think it's there's power there. Sure. And there's yep. Yeah, there's revolution there. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, you look at it for our community's sake, and yeah. you say, I mean, we have so much trouble getting people to serve here, right. serve each other here, because we almost see it as like this. Yeah. You know, it's it's the the classic American church thing. It's like. We're always trying to get people to volunteer, but yeah. you know, I don't, I'm not going to volunteer at my country club, you right. know? Right. Um, but then, or <laughs> why am I volunteering and doing this? Is this really helpful for anybody? Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. the act of, what did Mike say? The act of, by the way, he just had to go to the bathroom. So he took off. It was perfect. And I don't like him. I think he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's, let's get real in. What do you Anywho, really think? <laughs> uh, people, why right. don't you let us know your thoughts? We would love to know your yeah, thoughts on I think, some of this stuff and what it looks like for you to actively yeah. revolt against individualism or, uh, um, what's the word? Community? No. Um, consumerism. 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 Oh, gotcha. And what does that mean to you and how does that play out? How do you see that playing out in our community, like right. as a whole community? Yeah. So please let us know your thoughts. Yeah. And we'll put a bow awesome. on this. Journey at journeytn.com. Journey at journeytn.com. Leave a comment on the socials. Yeah. Yeah. Like, share, send yeah. it to your friends. Hug. Subscribe. Yeah. Hug. Love one another. All right. And yeah. we will see you next week. <laughs> and make fun of Mike if you can. Journey now. Say amen. Bye.
podcast. How long have you been back? Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Keep going, Tim. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at journey underscore TN. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app.